Mue and the Rescue of Seagrass Bay Cholor Bintlehed and Honey Hawk were sitting under the grandest of grand African sausage trees by the seaside enjoying the warm silence of their deep friendship. Cholor's thoughts were interrupted from time to time by sniffles coming from the shoreline. Honey Hawk looked towards Cholor and their eyes met. Now Honey knew Cholor heard it too. At the edge of the shore, they discovered an old friend, Muir the manatee, who was crier, crier. Concerned, Cholur asked, Why crier, crier, Muir? Muir tried talking but couldn't. It's very hard to talk when you're crying. Cholur walked into the water and sat on top of Muir, hoping Muir would feel comforted and more able to speak. Honey squawked at Cholur to get off Muir and let the poor manatee cry. Finally, Muir spoke. My home is gone. What will I do? Is it over? Oh, no. Cholur was shocked. Where did your home go? Tears streamed down Muir's face. The Fritz and Holly took it away. Oh. Honey tried not to cry. She didn't want to make Muir sadder. Tell us everything, said Honey in hushed tones. Muir's spirits lifted as he told them of Seagrass Bay his adored home for as long as he could remember. It was full of turtle grasses, oyster beds, mangroves, and a bird sanctuary. Muir loved to float down the canal on lazy Sundays, counting the clouds in the sky. You sound happy, chirped Honey. Muir's eyes grew moist again. I had to live the good memories first before telling you the bad ones. Mua continued. One day, while bobbing for lettuce heads the local grocers threw away in the water, he saw his friends, Don Bobcat and Fink Fox, crying by the water's edge. He'd never seen them cry like this before. Why, crier, crier, asked Mue. Don and Fang warned him of the Fritz and his wife, Holly. They recently bought all of Seagrass Bay and announced to everyone in town their plans to cut down the trees and plants. At first, Fang Fox and Don Bobcat didn't believe they would do it. It was just too mean. Cruisers! True to their word, Big, loud ting-tingers tore down all the trees, working from morning until night to destroy Fang Fox and Don Bobcat's forest. The hawks, parrots, owls, bobcats, and foxes evacuated as the ting-tingers chased after them. Muir, angered by what he heard, but feeling powerless, volunteered himself and his family to transport Feng, Don, and their friends to a lush green nature preserve across the bay. 
After helping his friends, Muir panicked and asked Big Goro Spero to spy on the Fritz and Holly. Big Goro Spero sat outside the Cloud Club's windows, a club exclusively for monkeys with fancy catmobiles, big white smiles, and cacawing laughter. Inside, she heard the Fritz and Holly laughing about how the neighborhood camels and David the sea otter weren't allowed to join the cloud club. The other monkeys beat the floor with their hands and joined in the laughter, cacawing and cacawing. After waiting for an hour, Big Goro Sparrow heard the Fritz and Holly reveal their plans to all the cloud clubbers. They were going to build a huge factory where the forest once stood. In the bay, they planned to construct a gigantic dock with four boat lifts. Four! One lift was for ginormous boats. One was for big boats. One was for medium-sized boats. And one was for little boats. When Big Goodle Sparrow told Muir of the Fritz and Holly's plans, he called an emergency meeting with all the dolphins, manatees, starfish, birds, alligators, stingers, and fish. Friends, Muir began, alongside his trusty translator, Suhail Shrimp, who spoke every language in the sea. The Fritz and Holly bought this water and will begin destroying it soon. Will we fight or will we evacuate? Everyone began fighting with each other. Half the friends wanted to evacuate while the other half wanted to fight. A starfish slapped a manatee with her fifth arm. An alligator folded a stingray into a taco. A fish sat atop an annoyed dolphin's spout so he could be blown out of the water to see if any construction had begun. Seeing the chaos, Muir proposed they write a letter to the Fritz and Holly talking about how much their home meant to them. They hardly worried because nobody... Nobody could destroy someone else's home. It's just too mean. Cruisers. Aula Osprey, a fish hawk whose home had been destroyed long ago on the east side of the bay, had the best handwriting. She volunteered to write the letter on dried seaweed with ink from Aza Octopus. In the letter, Muir spoke about lazy floats down the sparkling river. An alligator talked about his wedding day at the mangrove. A darter fish remembered his first day of preschool in the turtle grasses and fighting with his sisters in the oyster bed during summertime. Aula Osprey dropped the letter off at the Fritz and Holly's home and relaxed. Fritz and Holly couldn't destroy our water homes, she thought. It's just too mean. When Fritz saw the letter, he ate it. He was so angry. How dare the sea creatures defy him? How dare they? He decided to start building the dock the very next day. That will show them, Fritz thought. When construction started, the animals declared war. 
the stingrays leapt from the water and smacked the workers. So Holly called the cops to put them in jail. Mood and his fellow manatees flipped the wooden posts in the water with their tails, but the workers put the poles back in the next day. And so it went. The dolphins clogged the dock builders' motors with seaweed from the bay, but the workers found new motors and began building again. Every day, the Fritz would come to the waterside at the crack of dawn and jump up and down, shouting, More! 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 He would roll in the grass, screaming, You belong to me! You're mine! 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 Holly would go to her factory to print more money and give it to the workers, ordering them to build faster, faster, faster! The animals grew sadder and sadder watching the construction. The construction shook the seabed so badly from dawn until sunset the animals got dizzy. The workers spat and went potty in the water, turning the water a black color. The motor from the boats cut Muir's back. And Fritz's screaming in the morning woke everyone, including his neighbors. To make matters worse, Holly installed security cameras and shared a list of people in the neighborhood who, according to her spies, opposed the building of the dock. Then she called the police every day to have someone arrested for saying he didn't like the dock, like David the sea otter. David was an environmentalist. That means he loves nature and tried to stop construction of the dock. Muud and his friends did everything within their power to stop the dock's construction. Now all Muud could do was empty his tears into the sea, creating rising water levels and hope something, anything out there heard him. It was then that Muud remembered his longtime friends, Khulr and Huni, who lived far, far away. If anyone could help, it was those two. So Muir began his long swim. After hearing Muir's whole story, Khawler quivered with anger. Fritz and Holly are monsters! Honeyhawk wiped away a few tears from her eyes. How can we help? asked Honey. Khawler. It sounds to me like Mura and his friends did everything imaginable to stop Fritz and Holly. Even the best is never enough for me, Holler said defiantly. There must be another way to stop construction. Holler, said Honey, remember, doing everything in your power to stop evil is always more than enough even if it doesn't stop the evil. Ultimately, our fate in the fate of this dog doesn't rest in our hands. Yes, I have faith, but honey, I'm a fighter. You know that. And I have an idea already, said Holler with a twinkle in her eye. By the time Holler and Honeyhawk reached the construction site, it was late in the day. The sight was worse than they had imagined. While the dock was being constructed, Fritz had grown bored. 
so he chopped the only living tree left and tried building a treehouse using its wood. He soon found there were no more trees where he could put the treehouse. Frustrated, he bought plastic trees instead, but they refused to grow for him. The Fritz screamed at the trees and told them to grow, grow, grow. We're plastic, we can't grow, shrieked the trees while running from Fritz and his saw. Moor, Cholur, and Hunihak sat near the mangrove, away from the water, watching the Fritz's madness unfold. The water was no longer blue, but a blackish-brownish color, and it smelled. What's your plan? Moor asked Cholur. It will be our plan, said Cholur. We'll make it together. Cholur asked Moor three questions. Firstly, what does the Fritz fear the most? Moo knew from watching Fritz for months that he panicked when he had nothing to do. Secondly, what does Holly fear the most? Moo knew the answer to that one too, when she couldn't be perfect. Thirdly, what makes the Fritz and Holly excited to wake up in the morning? Moo also knew the answer to this question. Anything that made Holly and Fritz feel better than everyone else made them happy. For example, their dog had to be the biggest in the bay. Cholur and Honey thought out loud. They both knew any type of force wouldn't work. Holly had control of the police and jail, while Fritz had loyal workers ready to destroy anything. Just then, Cholur and Honey simultaneously came up with the same idea. When your best friends like Honey and Cholur, you begin to think alike. Moor felt afraid. He didn't think the plan would work. Honey told him it's okay to feel sad. So sad, all you want to do is cry. But never, Honey cautioned, never. Never lose hope. There is always another looking out for you. Feeling reassured, Moor slept soundly that night. At the crack of dawn the next day, Cholur and Honey sat on top of Moor's back to watch their plan unfold. Earlier, Honey had asked Tita Seaslug to sit on the dock. The Fritz and Holly came out right as the last of the sun's rays stretched forward towards the sky from the sea. The Fritz stepped onto the dock, screaming, More! 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 He had stepped on Tita Seaslug, startling her, and slipped off the dock, hitting his head in the process. Holly, seeing the Fritz falling, rushed to grab him before he was fully submerged in the water. She only ran in time to grab his pinky finger, but fell in two, hitting her head on the dock's wooden poles. Cholur, Muur, and Honey watched the water intensely. After a few minutes, Fritz emerged from the water. He looked calm and even smiled. Then he opened his mouth and Muur understood what he said. He was speaking Muur's language. What joy! shrieked Muur. Fritz began swimming towards the three friends and shouting excitedly in manatee. He spoke it fluently. 
Fritz looked at his clothes. Not like a manatee, he thought and slid out of them. Holly emerged from the water speaking fluent dolphin. For a moment, she seemed to recognize Fritz, but then swam away in a hurry to join the dolphin pod and get a dolphin makeover. When the construction workers came to build for the morning, both Fritz and Holly emerged from the water with their dolphin and manatee families. They told the workers to cease and desist, that means stop, so that their habitat could be restored. The workers couldn't believe it. They came to Holly and Fritz's house over the next few days to speak with them, but the couple was nowhere to be found. Within a week, the dolphins, stingrays, manatees, a few karki karkis, starfish, birds, jellyfish, Holly the dolphin, and Fritz the manatee all managed to dismantle the dock. That means they took the dock apart. The pollution in the water would take years to clear away, but the important thing was that their home was back. That's all that mattered. They relocated for the time being to the other side of the bay, knowing they would return to Seagrass Bay soon. Moor wanted to know how Khawler and Honey came up with their plan for Fritz and Holly. Simple, said Khawler. Fritz would never have noticed Tita Slug because he only focuses on himself. But what about Holly? asked Moor. If she didn't save him, she would be unperfect, said Khawler. But how did you know they'd become a manatee and a dolphin? We didn't, said Honey Beaming. But we knew something magical would happen once they touched the water. Mura laughed and smiled, floating his way down the canal with Fritz the manatee at his side, admiring the clouds. The End <laughs>